right, wall fans, welcome to, as always, another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and thanks for joining us. Uh, just a little warning to all of you that are listening only on the podcast uh, itself. We are going fully live uh, this week, fully live, fully interactive. I'm going to be kind of half paying attention to to what's going on on the uh, the Facebook Live here. Uh, so, so bear with us, stick around for those of you on Facebook live, we're going to kick things off, uh, right now with a little opening, uh, as usual, social plugs, social plugs, check us out, go tell us the wall podcast on Facebook, uh, at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Also on Twitter at tell the wall pod. You can always, always follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at magic Muppet. Uh, of course you can just search, go tell us the wall or Sean or work. Uh, and of course, as of the past couple weeks, you can check out our YouTube channel where I'm finally populating stuff to it. So there's actually stuff there and not just a blank channel. It's amazing. It's amazing. These things, when I actually have a little bit of time and do them, uh, what can happen? So Live feed, we're getting into it. Uh, just, just prepare yourselves. Uh, and I said it on the teaser. If, if, if you were watching the teaser, we might go a little short this week. I, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'll be honest, and that's why we're doing live. I mean, I enjoy the live feed, but it does kind of can mess things up here and there. Uh, but hopefully, it'll keep me going for the entire episode, uh, so we don't have to cut it a little bit short. A little bit short here. But I do have some good stuff. I'll be honest. Social is packed full of all kinds of good stuff this week. So let's get into the social. Uh, one interesting thing that I found this week, which kind of just got me ridiculous fired up. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and I need to pull up my, my notes here. Uh, ridiculously is, is the stuff with Campbell's soup. And the funny thing is, I don't know why this was only recently coming into the news like this week, because this happened a while ago. Uh, but Campbell's soup put it out an ad a little while ago. Uh, it was a same sex couple, two guys with their kid. And they were doing like star Wars voices and trying to get their kid to, to eat soup. Uh, I remember seeing it on television, like when it came out, and it's like, honestly, for me, I didn't think much of it. Like it did, it did occur to me that this is a same-sex couple. Um, Google Home has done the same thing, where they had a a same-sex couple, uh, and a few other brands have done the same thing. But what happened with Campbell's is they got a little backlash from it. They got a little backlash from it, uh, and I just I just wanted to point this out because it's amazing what happens these days with like homophobia. And it's amazing that to me, it's amazing that it even still exists. Uh, but then beyond that, it's amazing like the level that people go to. Uh, and I just want to go through a couple of these tweets. Somebody had tweeted at Campbell's kitchen. I'm so sick of this homosexual agenda. You sell soup, not butt sex. They couldn't even spell butt right. It only had one T. So we know the level of intelligence that we're dealing here, dealing with here, as far as people being offended by a same sex, sex couple, on a Campbell soup ad, uh, please take de- 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 your ad down, uh, or you will not have a company anymore. Not have a company anymore. I would be interesting to see. I would be interested to see that Campbell soup just just kind of disappear um, simply because they had a same sex couple in, in, in a commercial. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, but what's also excellent about this is Campbell's soup was responding to some of these, much how Wendy's does uh, with with some of their kind of throwing shade on the social media and the Twitter and everything else. And in fact, on this exact one, they said, hello, and they gave this person's name. I'm not going to give their name. As embarrassing as it is, you can find it on the internet. Uh, but they said, it seems you somehow mistook two men feeding their child soup as a pornographic film depicting uh, anal stimulation. Yes. So if you haven't seen the commercial, I don't understand where they're getting to that point, uh, that they're forcing homosexual sexuality on people. It just simply doesn't 
makes sense to me. Uh, so quite a leap. Uh, and then there's another one. Pull the, pro, the new pro-homosexual advertisement. Or I have bought my last bit of Campbell's anything. Please promote families, just families. Neither one obvious, just families. Stay out of the, stay out of the cultural norms. They change. Um, so this is also somebody pointing out, not even I don't even want to say pointing out, claiming that a same-sex couple is not a family. And this just blows my mind. It blows. It really does blow my mind uh, because of the world that we live in, and, and and just that there's this kind of hatred still out there. It, it's amazing. Um, I will no longer buy Campbell's soup. Two people of the same sex featured with a young boy in your ad is not my idea of a family and goes against my Christian beliefs. I hope others follow. I love when they throw the Christian belief stuff out there uh, because they usually tend to fall back on the Bible, which and the Bible is perfectly fine if you use it in the correct way. Like, I understand I've never had a problem with religion itself. I have a problem with the hatred that religion can sometimes create. Uh, so this person is obviously thinking that, that same-sex marriage goes against their Christian beliefs. Uh, but I would also be—I would actually be curious to have a conversation with this person, which I, I've had with people who kind of tend to fall back on the Bible, uh, pointing out what else is in the Bible uh, that says they should do. And they're either not doing those things or those things are ridiculous, you know, such as like it's okay to beat your slave. You know, people get stoned in the streets and I'm not talking about the good kind of stoned that you enjoy. I'm talking about like stoned to death. So come on, don't fall back on some religion. You know, I mean, come on. It, I'm just, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. Uh, and then there's another one. No more of your suit for me and my family of 13. Homo, it, this is a direct quote. Homosex is an abomination to God. And by supporting them, you are too. Proverbs 17, 15 uh, that would be uh, chapter 17, verse 15. Yes, I understand what the 1715 means. That's what 13 years of Catholic education will do to you. Um, and I love that uh, apparently in Proverbs, there there's a verse that says, and by supporting them, you are too. Hmm. So I, 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 gotta, I really got to look that one up. I probably got a Bible around here somewhere. This guy's got 13 kids. It's unfortunate that somebody is now conveying that to 13 kids. You know, I'm not saying that you need to be completely upfront and open with your kids, especially if they're young, uh, but 13 kids don't need to be raised that way. Just don't need to be raised that way. Uh, and, and I'm just, I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over it. And homos, like homos, I, I can't anymore. I really can't. I can't. I just can't. I, I don't understand people. Uh, but good on Campbell's soup for replying in the way that they did. Uh, in fact, I'm going to go out. I really don't eat a lot of Campbell's soup. I don't eat a lot of soup in general. We live in Southern California. Not a big soup. You know, there's not a lot of soup consumed, I imagine, in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm sure to an extent, but it's not like the cold weather. I gotta have chicken soup and all this other stuff. Like, I get it. Um, but I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of Campbell's soup. You know? Because I'm going to support them because I appreciate the diversity that they are putting forth here. And I don't appreciate the hatred that's coming from people, and especially when they're falling back on religion, uh, because Christian Christianity is based. The term Christian literally comes from Jesus Christ. We have this guy that's in the Bible, uh, whether you believe he was a real person or not, that is inconsequential. The word Christian comes from Jesus Christ. So if you're going off of what he says in the book, he teaches to love everyone, love thy neighbor as thyself. Not to bash them, not to look down on people and put people down. That's simply not Christian. It's not. It's just not Christian. Uh, and it's amazing that people fall back on this religion thing when really they're being hypocritical, you know, completely hypocritical. And it happens all the time. 
And again, I, I love religion. I think religion can be great. I think the community created by religion can be perfectly fine. Uh, I, I come from a pretty religious family, uh, but they're also very understandingly religious. I don't even want to say liberal, you know, I'm just, just understanding uh, to, to what's important in the world, you know, and that's what more people need to do. Honestly, I've said this before. I think I've said it on the podcast and I tell many people there's a book out there called Lamb, The Gospel According to Biff. And I think anyone who practices Christianity, uh, really any religion, but especially Christianity, should should read this book. Read this book. It doesn't bash uh, Christianity at all. It really doesn't. I think some people can read it. And if you read that book and you think it's bashing Christianity or bashing anything else like that, you're not thinking with an open mind. And I'll tell you, the, the Jesus character in that book, uh, it... it if Christianity preached more of what this Jesus was preaching, I would probably be religious as heck. I really would. I probably would. I would just be so religious because that's the kind of stuff I can get behind is love and not hate. It's all about love. It's all about love here. Uh, really, Jesus was a socialist hippie wandering through the desert who loved everyone. So if you want to be a Christian, uh, you need to be a socialist hippie wandering through the desert loving everyone because that's what Jesus did. And now, obviously, I'm being extreme. But think about that for just a minute. Think about that for just a minute. That's right, Bridget. Inclusion. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about is inclusion. And and it's sad uh, when we live in a world where, where there's like Satanist churches that are defending <laughs> these kind of things. And not that like you want to be in, be a Satanist. I have no problem with it. It's just funny because they have this rap of like being evil and all this other stuff. And they're really defending uh, a, a lot of these things such as inclusion and, and not non-hatred toward toward other people. I got to tell you, it is so hot in L.A. right now. I am sweating in the studio. I'm sweating in the studio, but we're going to move right along. Um, I wish I could be, but since I'm on live, uh, on the live feed, I can't actually be like some of the guys that I'm about to talk about. Uh, and that would be the guys from the ESPN uh, body issue. ESPN magazine, every year, they have, and I feel like it's been at least 10 years. They've been out this body issue. And you're thinking like, oh, it's like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. It's like, no, 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 no. Sports Illustrated really ran with the sex there on their annual issue. Uh, the body issue, it's really not about like sexuality or sexual enticement. What they do is they take athletes and they put them in this body issue. They take photos of them fully nude. Now, now we're not talking full frontal. You're not getting uh, actually the the sensitive bits in the ESPN magazine um, but for the most part they're fully nude and then they're covered you know one of maybe someone's holding the football or you know crossing their whatever it might be uh, in various poses a lot of them having to do with their respective sport it's been going on for like I said I, I want to say about 10 years I'm not positive I always find them interesting uh, and and we're not even this isn't even like they they go out and find these super attractive athletes uh, or, or whatever it might be they're actually just finding athletes with interesting bodies. So they they have had athletes on there in their 60s, golfers. Uh, they have just every different shape and size of athlete, and it's amazing. I enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. Again, there's really nothing sexual about it. There just there never has been in in all of my experience with the body issue, uh, which isn't a ton. Uh, just because, you know, I tend to check it out. Like, oh, it's interesting. Um, for example, a few years ago, they showed a bunch of athletes' feet. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, and, and like one of them was Laird Hamilton, the surfer, uh, and there's a couple other athletes on there. I'm sure there was like a runner of some, and it was just amazing to see uh, the different wear and tear on each of their feet, uh, over the years of being that, that particular athlete. So what happened this year, and this is what's, there's so much ridiculousness to this that I, I just, I, I don't even know where to start. 
what happened this year, they put out the body issue. It just came out, or it's coming out, it's, it's, it's about to come out, but they leak some of the photos and they show these covers and everything else. Um, there was actually a cover that came out that had Caroline, Caroline Wozniacki, uh, I might be mispronouncing that name, but she's a professional tennis player, uh, very attractive. She was, uh, I don't know if she still is, but was dating a professional golfer, um, you know, kind of one of those power couples, I guess. Uh, very attractive, very attractive woman. Uh, she, they put out a cover with her on it, wearing no clothes, covered up the important bits, like I said. Uh, and th- there was no kind of, it was just the normal response that you get every year with the body issue. Uh, but then what happened was, within the past week, they put out another cover. Uh, and this one has Ezekiel Elliott on it, who is a running back for the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I believe he, w- he might have been, I can't remember if he was rookie of the year last year or not. He was a rookie last year. Uh, and it's basically him... He, he's fully nude, but he's got his leg up. You know, I, I encourage you, if you're listening to this or watching on the live feed, uh, check it out just to see. Uh, he's got his leg up, so it's, so it's covering his, his junk, for lack of a better word. Um, and he's holding the football. And it's like he's like in a running position. Well, what happened was a bunch of people started tweeting. Like, Twitter lost its mind. A bunch of people, start, guys specifically, started tweeting to ESPN uh, and saying that they were going to unfollow and all this stuff. Uh, in fact, one of the tweets says ESPN sports, the S stands for sports, not for strippers. Again, this isn't strippers. It just amazes me. Uh, didn't need to see whatever. I don't care what you see before breakfast. ESPN is straight. And it's just amazing. I'm scrolling through some of these tweets. Uh, and, and I was looking at, looking at this and it's crazy. It's, it's really amazing to me that this is, this is the backlash. So all these guys get on Twitter and their response is, why are you showing me a naked guy? First of all, the guy's not naked. And honestly, if you watch like probably some Olympic sports, you're probably seeing more than you're seeing on this cover, you know, because the the guys don't wear anything. If you're looking at track and field, gymnastics, any of that kind of stuff, they're not wearing anything. Like they're wearing skin tight, skimpy stuff. Uh, and it's amazing. The homophobia, again, that happens in this country and around the world. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing to me that this is what happens. This art form Really, and that's what it is. It's photograph. It's photographs. Photographers. Photographs of of athletes in their most raw form, and automatically it turns into sexual something sexual, you know. And I get. And here's the thing, because there is the other side of it. I get it. Honestly, it makes me. I'm, I get so sick watching commercials, uh, especially like perfume and and cologne ads. Like everything is over-sexualized. It is. We live in a society where marketing is completely over-sexualized for no reason, for no reason. I get it. Sex sells and all that other stuff, but it's, it's like everything has sex in it. Years ago, Carl's Jr. decided they needed sex to sell cheeseburgers. Again, nobody was really saying anything about this, but as soon as they put a guy wearing no clothes on the cover of ESPN magazine, a freaking athlete, mind you, one of the best, inarguably, and this is inarguable, uh, one of the best running backs in the league right now. You can say best or not; that's arguable. He's one of the best, absolutely. It's a very, it's an artistic photo, and everyone automatically goes to sexuality with it. That's the rampant homophobia we deal with in this country and around the world, uh, and that's the double standard that we deal with in this country and around the world, which is just amazing to me because it's okay to throw Caroline Wozniacki on the cover there, and everyone thinks it's great, uh, or except for the couple tweets that said there was one uh, I where guys were like, there's one tweet, would smash. That's all it says, would smash. If you're not familiar with it, uh, that's like, I would do her, you know, like we used to say in the 90s, I would do that, do her, 
whatever, you know, I would smash. That's kind of the term the kids use these days. I learned that a few years ago. Uh, that's the reaction to Caroline Wozniacki being on the cover. Uh, but Zeke Elliott on the cover wearing no clothes. Suddenly ESPN is trying to turn everyone homosexual. And that's the world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. That is the world we live in. And that's what's happening on social media right now. <laughs> There's a lot more happening on social media right now. I can't do social media right now because uh, it's freaking depressing. It's just depressing. And I can't do it anymore. Uh, and talk about depressing. Oh, So we're going to get a little depressing here for a second. We're just It's going to happen. Um, and that's how it is. But we are going to get funny then again after that. Uh, so don't worry. Stick around. Uh, but I feel like... This needs to be talked about as well, um, and that would be this YouTube couple. I don't even know what the name of their channel is, and in fact, I'm not, I, if I knew the name, I wouldn't even give it out because I wouldn't want to be promoting it, and I wouldn't want people going to this this channel. Uh, but there's a couple out there's a couple was is a couple out there uh, that have this YouTube channel with a little bit of a following. Uh, it is a Miss and it definitely Miss Mona Lisa Perez uh, along with her boyfriend. Or fiance, I'm seeing different things on that. Pedro Ruiz. Uh, they actually had a three-year-old daughter. She's nine. She's nineteen. He was twenty. Was twenty-one, I believe. Uh, and on their channel, they would do like pranks and all this kind of stuff. I'm sure mostly harmless stuff. But then this came out. What happened was they wanted to shoot a video for their channel that was just so shocking that they would get a bunch of clicks and a bunch of likes. So. Uh, this, what's her name again? See, I don't even want to remember her name. Uh, Perez, Mona Lisa Perez, took her boyfriend out to the yard in Minnesota at their home to shoot this video. And what they did, he carried an encyclopedia out there. She carried a handgun. And from about a foot away, shot shot the handgun into his chest uh, through the encyclopedia. And of course, if you know anything about guns, it was actually... And see, my knowledge is very minimal on guns because I just, I don't care for guns. I've never have, like, I respect them. If, you know, if you want to go to the shooting range, you want to go hunting, uh, you know, I ne- I say never waste stuff when you're hunting. I think, uh, trophy hunting is ridiculous. I think if, as long as you're using stuff, uh, you know, that can be a great thing. Or if, you know, honestly, if it's for like the better of, of your land, I know, um, uh, like the wild hogs in the South, especially in Texas have, have become a problem, you know, all for it. You need to hunt whatever it is. You need to protect your land. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, do your thing. Uh, but as I, you know, I've just never understood the fascination with guns. I, 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 I don't own any. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm not enticed to, uh, but even I know a little bit about guns and what she did was she took a de- desert Eagle. I, I don't mean to laugh, uh, because none of this is funny. What's funny is that even I know what a desert Eagle is. It's like one of the most powerful pistols on the, like, it looks like a cannon in your hand. It's a big, big gun. And she shot him from a foot away through an encyclopedia and thought that the encyclopedia was going to stop the bullet. Well, surprise, surprise, the encyclopedia didn't stop the bullet. She shot her boyfriend in the chest, her boyfriend and father of her three-year-old daughter. uh, And, oh, yes, I forgot to mention that. She's pregnant with his kid, like pregnant while she's doing this, uh, and killed him, shot and killed him, called 911, shot and killed him. And she had even posted on Twitter, uh, not long before she actually did this, me and Pedro are probably going to shoot one of the most dangerous videos ever, his idea, not mine. Now, apparently it was his idea. Of course, he's dead and can't defend himself to, as to whether it was his idea. Uh, and she's being brought up uh, on manslaughter charges, as she should, 
because hello, you shot your boyfriend in the chest with a gun. I don't care if he was holding an encyclopedia. I just don't. Uh, but the reason I put this in the social section is because I've talked about this before on the podcast and it's ridiculous what people go through to get clicks and likes and all of these other things uh, to the point where they literally put their fiance and father of their children, one there already, one on the way, uh, in serious harm's way, in serious harm's way. And it blows my mind that this is how people think. This is how people think. Even if you thought the encyclopedia was going to stop the bullet, would it really be worth it? Would it? I mean, talk to some, talk to like a police officer who's been shot with a bulletproof vest on where the, the bullet didn't go through. It still don't feel good. It does not feel good. You're going to do some freaking damage. Uh, so let's grow up out there. Let's, let's, let's all grow up and realize that guns are not toys. Guns are not instruments to use to get you more clicks on YouTube. You know, it, it, because here's the thing. A lot of kids these days and younger people, they see YouTube and they see these stars getting kind of famous uh, on YouTube and they think that they can do the same thing. And granted, people will do the same thing. There are some kids out there that are going to get famous on YouTube. They're going to get famous doing a podcast, whatever it might be. But the bottom line is that's like 1% of the people doing it. That is 1% of the people doing it around there. I haven't looked up exact numbers. Nobody hold me to that. Uh, but it's not a lot of people. And so they look for the shock value to then become that popular simply because that's what they've been taught to do. So out there, if you have kids, teach your kids better. Teach them to do better. Teach them to do good. Uh, and that it's not toys. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about guns, unfortunately, uh, later in the show, I'm not even going to touch that NRA video that came out today. Um, like I said, if you enjoy guns, that's fine. You like to fire guns. Uh, there's all <laughs> there's so much wrong with the NRA video that came out today. If you haven't seen it, um, I won't even say go watch it because I watched it this morning, and suddenly, like all the Google Analytics thought that I wanted to join the NRA. So we getting stupid NRA join the NRA ads. Uh, like in my feeds all day. Just because I watched this video, I had to see how ridiculous it was. And holy Jesus, was it ridiculous. I just, I, ugh. it blows my mind. Um, I think, I think the people that made that video at NRA uh, and anyone who watched that video and thought it was awesome, just go watch like one or two episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. Seriously, go do that if you haven't done it. And realize that that video is propaganda to create. That's honestly, like, I'm not even reaching here. That's like, that's basically propaganda to create a world, a dystopian world, like we have in Handmaid's Tale. And that's exactly how that kind of stuff started with Handmaid's Tale. I'm not even kidding. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Because this is what the NRA is peddling. I wasn't going to talk about it, and then I just talked about it. But seriously... If you want to get really, really mad, watch the video. And if you like the video, I think you need to sit back and ask yourself why you like the video. Because even if you disagree, like, you disagree on politics, whatever it might be, there's like that is not a that is not about the issues or policies or anything else. That is hatred. That's hatred is what's going on 
in that video that came out today. Um, so like I said, I'm not going to recommend watching it, but it's something to see. Um, all right. So I want to talk one kind of happy thing. Uh, if you tuned in last week, I talked a lot, a lot, a lot to the point that it took it out of me, uh, about Philando Castile and what was happening with that trial and with that whole situation and everything else. Um, and obviously I still feel the same way about it. And I think most people out there also feel the same way, which is under, you know, as you should, um, but I wanted to bring up actually a nice story to balance that out. Because as I always say, yes, there are bad police officers. That doesn't make every police officer bad. Uh, there are bad Christians and or any religion, frankly, that doesn't make every religion bad. That doesn't make anyone who believes or follows any kind of religion bad. And this is an example where not all cops are bad. Not all police officers. Um, and it, it, this video is floating around. I saw it on social media. Uh, but there's actually a video of a motorcyclist pulled over. And I believe he's African-American. Uh, honestly, I, I I didn't look closely. In, he, it looked like he was African-American. Uh, and the motorcycle pulled over. And the co- the police officer is walking up to the bike uh, and actually standing a little a little bit back. And the guy on the motorcycle says, you know, he puts his hand up. He says, I, I have a gun. You know, I, I, I'm carrying a weapon. I, I believe he said I'm I'm legally allowed to carry the weapon, as he usually would. Keeps his hands up. And the police officer says, please keep your hands up. Don't reach for it. He says, I'm not reaching for it. Hands are up. Uh, similar to what happened with Philando Castile. Like, very similar uh, to what happened with Philando Castile. Just motorcycle versus a, a car. Uh, and, and fortunately, no child in the back. Although it wouldn't have mattered with this one. Uh, so what happens? The cop comes up. As he's walking up to the guy, he says, okay... And, and I think the guy even said, go ahead and remove it. And the cop was like, can I remove it? Is that okay with your permission? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to take it out because I can see it. I'm just going to. And he's like, it's for my safety. It's And the guy's like, nope, nope, totally understand, completely understand. Still got his hands up. Uh, the police officer takes, t- officer takes the gun. Uh, and again, similar to Philando Castile, the guy's got his hands up and he says, I'm going to reach for my wallet. I'm going to pull my license and registration, whatever he's, else he's pulling out uh, these days. You got to show to a police officer when you're pulled over. Uh, and, and it all goes very well. Police officer checks his stuff, uh, and it, it didn't. You couldn't really hear their whole conversation. I think the guy was like weaving or something, and I don't even think he got a ticket. Uh, and and then the officer gave him back his gun and said, you know, and actually apologized and said, uh, you know, I'm so sorry, but we just have to be safe. And the guy and the guy was apologetic too. I'm so sorry. I completely understand. Uh, and then the officer went on to say, even I understand you carrying, a, you know, and it looked like it was a very rural area, and I'm sure it was a state where you're allowed to just carry a gun, uh, which you 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 can't do in California. Um, and the cop, and the officer said to him, like, I totally understand you carrying this gun. Um, and it was a very pleasant exchange, very pleasant exchange where you can, again, I don't like to carry guns, but people carry guns. Uh, and so that it's just, it's, it's interesting to see both sides of this, uh, to see both sides of the coin there. Um, and, and realize again, I've always said it, not all police officers are bad. Uh, and, and especially in this situation, fortunately there are police officers that are well-trained and can handle those situations, uh, which is probably why we need better training for police officers overall. Um, and I said it on the last episode, like me, I, I couldn't be a police officer. I don't have, I don't have the mental capacity to be a police officer. You know, even without my mental illness, I don't think I would have that mental capacity. If you just snapped your fingers and, and made my obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive anxiety disorder go away, I still don't think I could do it. 
And, but I know that. I know I couldn't be in the military. Uh, I have a brother and a cousin who were both in the military who were very successful at it and wanted to be in the military. I knew that I couldn't. I knew some dude was going to tell me to do push-ups and I'd flip him the bird. You know, and just and just not having the mental capacity. Shooting guns at people. Like, I, you know, I realize it has to happen. Uh, but it's not for me. It's not for me. All right. Um, let's get into a little TV filming books. We still got the Facebook Live feed going. People jumping in and out. Uh, if you're on the Facebook Live and you you have any questions or anything else, uh, hit it hit it up. Type it in there on the thing. We're, we're, I'm half paying attention. There is a big delay, uh, but I am paying attention. We're here on Facebook Live. We're gonna post it to the YouTube. So really, it's all of social media is gonna see this at some point. Uh, and this is a good time, I guess, to talk about the beer of the week. If you're new to the podcast. I drink a beer on the podcast every week simply because I enjoy beer. I enjoy beer. It loosens me up a little bit, especially with like the live feed going on and everything else. Uh, it, it's, a, it's kind of like my security blanket. But what I do also do is talk about the kind of beer I'm drinking. Uh, and it's, it's usually something new every week. I'm sure we've had some repeats here and there. Um, and this one, hap- this one happens to be a new one. Because I actually don't think I have ever had this one before. Uh, And for those of you in San Diego or from San Diego listening, it is a San Diego beer. Uh, And that would be the Pizza Port Brewing Company Swami's IPA. Pizza Port Brewing Company Swami's IPA. Pizza Port Brewing Company is out of Carlsbad, California. If you're not familiar with California, that would be uh, Northeast County, San Diego. Uh, And I thoroughly enjoy this beer. If you're an IPA fan, you will like it. Um, it's a good one. Comes in the can. I don't drink a ton of beer out of the can unless I'm on the playa, um, and not because I'm a beer snob, but just because most of the beers I like uh, do come in a bottle. Uh, but not this one. This one, more and more they're putting them in cans. I actually had a, I got a got some stone a couple weeks ago that was in the can, and like you never were able to find uh, a stone in the can for a very long time. But apparently now you can. Uh, and that actually another interesting thing. That I found out today, a good friend of mine, Doug McLean, actually shared this on the social media today. Uh, and there's a website called craftbeer.com, uh, and they have created a seal or like a sticker, a symbol uh, for uh, craft breweries. Because what's happened these days, and I'm not a beer snob, like I will drink mass produced beer. I don't, I, you know, uh, I tend to enjoy craft beers overall. I like to support small businesses uh, just as a whole you know, and therefore craft breweries, uh, but I'm not a beer snob. It's like, I can't drink that mass produced. Uh, or if it was a microbrew that was possibly bought out by a larger company, uh, a la golden road brewery up here in Los Angeles, uh, you know, I'm not going to stop drinking it, but it is interesting that this website craftbeer.com has put out this, uh, this badge that they they're sending out to, to true craft breweries around the country. Uh, to put on their packaging, on their bottles, everything else. And it it's the independent craft brewer seal is what they're calling it. Uh, and once you see this seal, you'll know that it is truly a craft brewery uh, and not a brewery that was bought up by someone else. Or uh, we t- talked about a couple months ago, Walmart uh, trying to pass off beer that was not even on the level of natural ice as, as craft brewery and charging more for it. Um, so th- this is just going to kind of be an extra, extra thing that you're going to be able to see on, uh, on beer as you go out shopping. Now it's going to take a little while for it to roll out because these beer, these, even these craft breweries are getting through their stock of beer. Um, so I'm, it's, I'm guessing at least a month, uh, until we see it 
but there are a couple breweries that have been posting photos of the seal on their beer one of them being dogfish head uh, which i believe is fr- it's from the northeast it's got i think it's like vermont it's somewhere somewhere around their main vermont uh and then also which i believe is actually out of chicago uh left hand brewery i could be absolutely wrong with uh with where left hand brewery is i know dogfish head is from the northeast because uh, all my like northeast friends they were drinking that as kids. It's kind of like how Stone is for me, where like I was drinking it before, like before they had a big mass production. I don't mean that as like a cool way. It's just like everywhere has these local beers. Um, now a lot of them have become nationwide, but uh, you know, years ago, especially eighties, nineties, like you couldn't just find these beers in every state, every city. Um, Anything Dogfish Head is kind of one of those for Northeasterners. Um, but again, Pizza Port Brewing Company, Swami's IPA. I enjoy it. Uh, it's a little quieter when I set it down on the coaster here, as opposed to the, the, uh, the bottle. Um, Oh, there we go. So my cousin Annie's on here. Her neighbor is starting one. His beer is, his beer is bomb.com. <laughs> I was about to type in bomb.com, uh, called gridlock. Uh, so check out gridlock. That's another new one. Uh, Annie, maybe we can get some of that sent down here at some point. Tell them I'll promote it on, on, uh, bleh, on the podcast, on the live feed. Um, and I will actually pitch it to the beer store across the street. I'm not going to give them any love because they have yet to give me free beer, uh, but I can pitch it to them if it's a good beer. Uh, and, and I'm sure the hipsters of Northeast Los Angeles would love it because that's what hipsters do. They love these funky beers. That's why the Goza got popular. It tastes like junk, but but it got popular. Gotta love the hipsters. Bringing up property prices. I'm just kidding. A little inside joke there. Or maybe not. Maybe you. Maybe they're bringing up housing prices in your neighborhood as well. Uh, all right, so a little TV film books. That's enough beer. We'll look for this. Oh, man, my pen is running out. That means I'm not going to be able to make notes here. Whatever. I'll probably just throw it at the cat here in a few minutes. I'm not actually going to throw it at the cat. Nobody call PETA. The cat does not get abused. Uh, so TV film books. Got a couple things here. I'll be honest. We're going to get a little heavy at the end of the podcast here. It, it, it's going to happen. I'm going to get a little heavy. I'm going to get a little personal at the end of the podcast. Uh, so just prepare yourselves for that. This is probably why I have to have the 16-ounce beer this week instead of the 12-ounce beer. Uh, it's it's going to happen. It's got to happen. Uh, but until then, TV film books. Uh, one thing I came across, actually just came across it today, and I talked about this if you're not aware. Uh, the great Adam West passed away a couple weeks ago. He was Batman on the original series. Excuse me, I'm taking sips of my beer, and i got to... Oh, it's crazy. Uh, he was on the original Batman series in the 60s, whatever it was, and it kind of had a resurgence in the 80s. I watched it as a kid in the 80s. Um, and he passed away, unfortunately, uh, a couple weeks ago. And there's been all kinds of things to honor him and everything else. Uh, he also was on a show called Family Guy. If you're not familiar with Family Guy, you've probably been living under a rock. Because um, even if you don't watch it, you've heard of it, I'm sure. Seth MacFarlane, he's, he kind of makes all kinds of crazy stuff, and, and he's... Uh, really made a living out of out of these cartoons and everything else and hosting things and you know really big talent uh, personally I got over the family guy thing like a long time ago it was funny for a few minutes uh, and it just hit a point where it's all shock value uh, but Adam West played a character on that he actually played himself obviously a a not actually himself because he seemed like a very intelligent individual uh, he played kind of a dumb Adam West who was the mayor of this fictional town uh, in in Rhode Island uh, on family guy it was on, the, I want to say from the beginning, so like since the 90s, because uh, Family Guy got canceled and then came back, and it's been running strong now for a few years. 
they aired their last show of this season a while ago. Uh, the TV season's been over for weeks upon weeks now. I can always tell because all my friends are on hiatus and they're not actually working. They're just out drinking coffee uh, and wine during the day when I'm doing this kind of stuff and and changing diapers, you know. I'm not jealous or anything. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not jealous because when you work in the te- – that's the thing is if you're not familiar with the television industry, you get a hiatus, uh, but you tend to work like 15, 16-hour days. <laughs> for a few months straight and then you get you don't work for a couple months uh so it's not only tiring but also very stressful so i get it i kid uh nonetheless the tv season's been o- over for a couple weeks now uh, this family guy aired their last episode I, I i believe it came out before adam west passed away uh, but a story came out they actually have audio captured of adam west that was going to be used for next season uh, and I believe it was five episodes. I can't remember offhand. I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe it was five episodes that they're going to air with Adam West's voice. Uh, and I'm sure they're also going to tie it up nicely to to kind of pay homage to his character on the show and to Adam West as an individual. Uh, so as much as I don't watch Family Guy anymore, I will probably watch those episodes next season, at least the last one, and kind of see how they paid homage to the great Adam West. Because uh, mad respect to him. He seemed like a fantastic individual he was the original batman on the television series uh and and from what i could see and hear just a great individual great actor everything else funny guy i mean as much as i don't watch family guy anymore he was very funny on that show i mean very funny as just a voice actor but very funny all right something else i want to talk about i'm gonna get on this just just briefly and that is, in fact, early in, the po- early in this episode, uh, I was talking about over-sexualizing all this marketing and commercials and everything else that's going on in the world, you know, really everything. I, I swear, the Catholic Church is probably going to find a way to use sexuality to, to get more followers, <laughs> more parishioners. I'm just, I'm just waiting for that day, uh, you know, like, like super slutty Mary. Uh, really, there is a slutty Mary. Anyway, if you're familiar with the Bible, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> According to the Bible, she was very slutty. Uh, read Lamb Gospel according to Biff. Mm, mm, they paint her in a much better light. Oh, what a surprise. What a surprise. So you mean the book that makes everyone mad because Jesus is painted in this, this more caring light doesn't degrade women? Oh, that's amazing. What an amazing concept. Uh, because it's not like this is... It's, this is the Bible's not a history book. I respect it. I think you can learn a lot from the Bible if you're into reading and everything, but you cannot take it literal. You cannot take... There's this thing. uh, Spirit of the law and word of the law. Word of the law means you're going just black and white what the law says. Spirit of the law means what the law is supposed to mean. Uh, So despite the fact that it says things that that shouldn't happen in the Bible, uh, it also preaches acceptance, forgiveness, love, all these other things. That would be kind of the spirit of the law as opposed to the letter of the law. So we're all going to grow up a little here at some point uh, and, and, and realize that. Uh, nonetheless, over-emotional commercials that are happening these days. Granted, I will admit right now, I am much more sensitive to it. I am much more sensitive to it. These kind of things stick with me. In fact, I avoid them when I can. Um, Apple has a commercial out right now. And it's just, for me, because obsessive-compulsive disorder. So when I see something like this, it tends to stay in my head for, honest to God, sometimes months. And then it may leave for a while, and then it comes back. It may even leave, leave again. Most likely coming back. That's just what happens. Uh, so Apple has this commercial out there where they're, and it's funny too, because they're like, oh, we just make movies for you out of all your content and everything else. Oh, you mean like Google Photos has been doing for three, four years? Yeah. 
literally four years, like maybe even longer. <laughs> I, it's at least like four years. Uh, I digress. Really emotional. It's a woman. She's watching videos of her kid, kids, uh, and they make it extremely emotional. And I get it. You're trying to evo- invoke emotion. Uh, but what I don't get is why we're constantly doing this. And the other thing is if you haven't seen this commercial or you maybe you see it on television, watch closely because not only is this commercial over-emotional, for me, granted, I'm taking it a little more emotional because it's her kids growing up. You see her sitting on the couch watching her phone, and in a couple of videos, there's two kids. In front of her, while she's sitting on the couch watching this video and getting emotional, is her husband, boyfriend, whatever, playing with one kid. Pretty sure Apple is showing a commercial where a grieving mother is remembering her lost child. And even if I'm reaching a little bit too much there, honestly, maybe I'm reaching a little too much. Can we just calm down on the emotional commercials? I remember a few years ago, they were like, just throw a baby in there. Remember like the frogs for Budweiser? Not genius or anything. But can we go back to that? Just funny. You know, I get it. We need some emotion, everything else. Um, but it's just, it's gotten out of hand. It's gotten out of hand. Uh, and I don't want to cry every time I'm watching freaking commercials on television. So I avoid them. And then on top of that, I, we don't have cable in my house. Cord cutters don't have cable. I watch stuff over the air. So I see commercials on antenna over the air, whatever, you know, wherever else. Uh, but it's ridiculous because with Hulu, which is where we, I can, I consume my wife and I consume a lot of television. Uh, you end up with like the same commercial over and over and over and over again. So I find myself watching a show and I'm getting this Apple commercial like 18 times throughout the show. Every commercial break, it's this Apple commercial or it's this other, uh, Tom Ford, I think is a designer. I, that's a whole nother segment. I can't even get into that perfume and cologne commercials. Get over yourselves, get over yourselves, cologne and perfume makers and their marketers. It's ridiculous. I know there's a tradition, but. Do you think, like, so off topic for a minute, does anyone out there think that any, there's anybody on the face of the earth that sees a cologne or perfume commercial and goes, oh my God, I got to run out and get that cologne or perfume. I really don't think this happens. I think people switch colognes or perfumes once in a while, you know, and maybe, maybe there are people out there that wear like six different colognes or perfumes. I wear one, I've worn the same cologne for like 12, 15 years. Uh, Before that, there was one type of cologne I wore for like five, six, seven years, whatever it might have been. I don't wear it a lot. You know, I, I wear it if I'm going on a date with my wife or, you know, I'm going to be around people. I don't want to smell. Uh, I do, you know, if I'm hosting gigs, I do that a lot. So I don't smell. But really, does anybody like drop everything and go, oh, my God, I got, I got to go get this new Tom Ford cologne because that commercial, man. I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. You don't spend your marketing like... Have a pop-up thing with your cologne or your perfume or, you know, pay an extra one of those people to stand in the cologne or perfume section at Macy's, the, the section that I literally walk around because it gives me a headache. Do that. Again, off topic. We're still on TV, film, and books. Uh, the commercials go into TV because, you know, television, television. That's where you see commercials is television um, or else, you know, elsewhere and stuff like that. You see them everywhere now. I got them on the internet and like eh, commercials. Uh, All right. One more thing for TV, film, and books, and this would be in the film realm. 
Transformers. Yeah, the new Transformers came out a little while ago. And it just kind of did one of these all the way down to the ground floor in the U.S. Like, just completely bombed. Uh, Fortunately for them, they were going to make their money back. Uh, What I do find extra interesting about this, because I knew this was going to bomb. Everyone's tired of Transformers. They spend all this money on it. Like, it doesn't have a huge following. It just doesn't. Uh, Oh, big firework going off outside. Yes, 4th of July weekend, so I'm dealing with fireworks. Uh, I've been dealing with them for about two months leading up to now, but... This is, like, we're getting into the, the thick of it this weekend. Uh, but Transformers, it's interesting because they've, they they don't have a following here. Like, people aren't interested in seeing it. Uh, but it was released internationally as well. And it's killing it. Just making money hand over fist. I believe Asia was one of the, the big money makers, like, in China and Japan and, and, and elsewhere around Asia. Uh, was making a lot of money for Transformers. And it's interesting that we have stepped into this different realm of thinking when it comes to film. Because it used to be all about domestic box office. And they would release domestically and then gradually release internationally. Um, and then the international releases got closer and closer and closer and closer to the domestic release um, to the point where now some international releases are happening like within the same week. I think even some on the same day. And that's where the money's being made. For these movies like Transformers. Uh, so I just find it interesting. I don't know if anyone out there has seen Transformers. Hit me up on the Facebook page or on Twitter or one of those if you have. Because um, I'm curious if there is anyone out there that, that actually likes these films. Um, I don't mean to bash the films. If, if you do, I don't see anything wrong with that. Again, I, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Kevin Smith. I went to, I went to film school because of Clerks. So, you know, I'm not one to talk. Uh, but... Uh, I'm just curious what people like about it and everything else. And I'm also curious to follow this and see if this kind of changes more of the scope of the film industry as far as how things are released. Because once they see they can make money um, off of these things, then they're probably going to do more of it. Um, Okay. We're moving on. Music. I got a little bit of music this week. Just a little bit. We had no music last week. Uh, And surprise, surprise, the only music I have to talk about this week is Give Me Motion. Give Me Motion is on tour right now. I've mentioned this before, but they are on tour right now, uh, and I just want to throw those out there. If you're listening from Orlando or anywhere around the Orlando area, the greater Orlando area, do they call it the greater Orlando area? I don't know. I was born in Florida. I know nothing about Florida outside of... Nah, actually, I really don't know anything about Florida. It's hot, humid. Uh, so, greater Orlando area, July 5th, going to be at Little Indies. In Orlando, July 5th, Give Me Motion at Little Indies. Check them out. Uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend checking them out. I realize everyone can can consider me biased. Yeah, no, no. This is fantastic music. It's a fantastic show to see. Check it out. Uh, and then additionally, 10 days later in Austin at the Cherrywood Cafe on July 15th. Uh, so if you're in Austin, the Austin area, Austin's fantastic. I've been there w- once and I loved it. Just absolutely loved it, uh, with the exception of the weather. The weather is terrible. It's terrible. You just you sweat automatically as soon as you walk outside, um, and that's just kind of how it is. Uh, but check it out. July 15th in Austin at the Cherrywood Cafe, or next week, July 5th in Orlando at Little Indies. Um, so I actually have an entire section here. This is what happens, because I go off on tangents, and I really didn't even have enough content for the show today. I just I didn't. Uh, But now I'm going to skip an entire section and a half. 
I'm just going to do it. Um, and I'm going to save this for next week. I actually brought the style section back in. If you've been a wall fan from the beginning, uh, I brought the style section back in, uh, but for very different reasons. So I'm just, I just have to notate here that we are going to talk about this next week uh, because I'm actually, I really do want to talk about all this stuff. I'm really excited about it. Um, but we're just running out of time and I need to get into some of this heavier uh, stuff, which is going to include some personal, a little bit of a personal story. Um, so stick around. Don't go anywhere. If you're on the Facebook live, you will enjoy this one. Um, and of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you can pause whenever you want. So pause it here, pause it later. It doesn't matter. You've just got it downloaded to your device or wherever, maybe, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can also pause this as well. I forget all of the different avenues that we, where we post everything. It's out of hand. I want to talk a little bit of tech real quick like super, super quick. Um, and there's a couple things that came up today as I was seeing them. One of them is Google ha is currently, it's coming out, not out yet. Uh, they're adding Bluetooth streaming to their Google Home, which I'll be honest with you, I have had a Google Home since November. Got it for my birthday from my wife. And this whole time, I thought it had Bluetooth streaming capability. <laughs> now, I never do it because it's connected to Wi-Fi and I can just pull up my music on it. Um, so there's really been no reason for me to personally do uh, like Bluetooth streaming through it. Uh, but it is a cool feature because now it will also do something else that it didn't do before. Uh, and, you know, you can, I guess, kind of get rid of your other Bluetooth speakers. Uh, the one thing is it is plugged in. Uh, like I have a JBL Bluetooth speaker that I throw out, you know, I keep it in our bedroom and I'll, I'll bring it outside or whatever, although I don't bring it outside much anymore because I have surround sound outside. Uh, but occasionally if we go somewhere uh, and that's battery operated as opposed to the Google Home uh, or the Echo or really any of those devices so far that have to be plugged in as well. I believe the new Apple, Apple Home Pod or whatever they're calling it, uh, also has to be plugged in. Um, so you, it won't be mobile, uh, like some of those other things, but it will be a Bluetooth speaker, uh, have Bluetooth streaming capability, um, as well. Uh, so it'll be cool. If you have a Google home, keep an eye out for it. If you don't have a Google home and you have one of the others, uh, they probably either already have that capability or it will be coming down the pipe very soon because all these companies just do the same thing as evidenced by Apple's commercial saying, look at all these videos and, and slideshows we put together from all your photos that you take, uh, on, on the iPhone or whatever Apple calls that stuff. Uh, another interesting thing I found today, which really isn't going to be that interesting to most people out there is there is soon going to be no, they're, they're ceasing, uh, production on the Lexar brand. Uh, if you're, you're actually most likely not familiar with it. Uh, but if you have like a, a, a portable USB drive sitting around somewhere or like, uh, a, a memory card that isn't a SanDisk memory card. Take a look at it. There's a good chance it might say Lexar on it, uh, but that brand is no more. The overarching company, Micron, that owns them is, is ceasing production. I, you're going to be able to find things comparable. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because there's like a lot of these off-brand items like this, like portable uh, USB drives and, and memory cards and everything else. Um, and a lot of times you don't know if it's a higher quality one. Lexar happened to be one of the higher quality ones. Uh, so now just keep that in mind, wall fans, as you're out there picking up your new memory cards and everything else. I actually just had to pick one up a little while ago. The GoPro was acting up, and I did some research and found out I needed a faster memory card. Been working like a charm ever since. Uh, just needed a stupid memory card. And this is what, this is what else tech companies do. They're not, like I would love it if these tech companies would just be like, here is the thing you need. Here is the card you need. You know, but not to the point where they're putting a monopoly on it. Like you, everyone plugs in their phone in like an, in an aftermarket charger. And it's like, use the supplied charger. Like, shut up. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not talking that. I'm talking like when it literally won't function correctly without that. Give me an exact specification on it, uh, such as with the GoPro and the stupid memory card that went into it. Ooh, the fireworks are going off tonight. 
All right, real quick. We are running short on time. Uh, all right, how do I want to do this? All right, I'm going to end with this, this really personal story um, as well as a new story that I've found. But I want to warn everyone out there, for those of you that are watching on the Facebook Live, uh, I'm, I'm not going to show you the other side of this postcard. I went to check the mail today, uh, and I look in there, and there's just there's a postcard. And I look at it. It's got no return address. I look at it, and uh, my wife's name is Diana. It says, Hi, Diana. I've been trying to reach you! Exclamation point. Please call me at 562-676-4142. Talk to you soon, Michelle. And on the other side, it has my wife's full name, uh, Diana O'Rourke, as well as our address. And this was in our mailbox. Again, if you're watching on the live feed, you're watching on YouTube, check that out. This is like, I mean, here's the thing. Right away, red flag with me because I'm going, um, so we got email and social media and all this other stuff. And you sent some snail mail uh, to try to get a hold of my wife. So immediately, she's at the office. I text her and I'm like, uh, do you know a Michelle that would be trying to get a hold of you? And she just texts me back question marks. I'm like, eh, okay. So I actually go to Google, and I put in this phone number, this 562-676-4142, which might be interesting. Maybe we could do a thing, like, next week where, like, 80 people just start calling this number over and over and over again. I haven't called it, but I did a little Google and put that number in, uh, and apparently a lot of people have gotten these postcards. And they're actually, it has Michelle as well. Like, other people, is like, yeah, I got this postcard from Michelle. Uh, so it's total spam. And we live in a world now where you not only get spam on your computer and your email everywhere else on your phone and that kind of stuff, but they're putting snail mail, spam in the snail mail now, which is kind of funny because I feel like this would have worked like 20 years ago when email and social media and that kind of stuff weren't rampant. Uh, but right away I look at this and I'm like, oh, I, I would never think to call this. I like, honestly, why would I call this number? Like, why would I call this number? Um, and have you never heard of email or you know, phones, social media. I'm just going to throw that thing away now. But I had to keep it around uh, to, you know, let the wall fans know. Okay, so we're going to get a little serious here. I've got to pull up my story. So I do have a personal aspect to this that I had dealt with um, in my own life. And it's, it's honestly, it's a little hard for me to talk about. Um, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, but I was reading a story today. So there's a guy in Indiana, uh, Eric Hummel, obviously not the smartest guy on the face of the earth, just not, uh, was showing his two sons his handgun, showing it to them, and actually, according to the story, uh, showing them the handgun and explaining to them how dangerous it was, explaining to them how dangerous the gun was, and then these are his two young sons. It was a 9mm semi-automatic handgun. If you're not familiar, this kind of, it look, look, would look similar to like a lot of the guns you see on television, like the Glocks. That's what, the Glock, most likely. W would look similar to that, if not the same. He's showing it to his sons uh, and telling them never to play with it because it can kill someone. Well, his 9-year-old daughter comes walking in the room. And he points the gun at her and pulls the trigger as a joke, thinking the gun is not loaded. Well, the gun was loaded. He shot his daughter, Olivia, from two to three feet away in the forehead because he didn't think it was loaded. And that's the story. Honestly, I think there's a lot more to this story. 
And the reason I think that is not only because of my own experience, but just honestly, like if, if you, why would you, even if you think a gun is not loaded, why would you lift it, point it at anybody, let alone your nine-year-old daughter, and pull the trigger? Even if you think the goddamn thing's unloaded. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. And this poor nine-year-old, she's gone now. She's gone now. Now, I think there's a lot more to this. I don't know that he, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he did something on purpose. I don't know that that was the case. Regardless of that, and he says he plans to to plead not guilty because he is being brought up on charges of time, uh, child endangerment and everything else. Dude, you're, you're guilty of child endangerment. I mean, this is pretty clear. Even if your story is 100% true, you lifted a gun, whether you thought it was loaded or not, pointed at your daughter and pulled the trigger. Child endangerment. That's what that is. Blows my freaking mind. He's going to plead not guilty to it. Uh, it should be, I don't, you know, I, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I remember my, my, uh, my entertainment law classes uh, from film school. Uh, I, I, I believe that would be manslaughter. I don't know that you could put murder. However, if a lot more stuff comes out, they could actually pin murder on him if this was just a big story to then, to then kill his daughter. Here's what I want to talk about. Uh, and this is a story from my childhood. And I will preface this right now because some of this will sound pretty ridiculous to many of you. But this is 100% true. Everything about this is 100% true. And I have told this story to three people in my life. Three in my entire life. Uh, One of them being my mother. The other one being my wife. And the third one being my doctor. Not, Not this doctor, this doctor. The head doctor. Because these things came up years later. Like, as I thought about it years later, I remembered it so distinctly, uh, just so vividly in my head. I knew kind of after, when I was a kid, I, I, I discovered to an extent, I don't have photographic memory, uh, but if something sticks in my head, I remember it very vividly. Very, very vividly. So I don't think I have photographic memory, but I do remember things very vividly. And this would be one of those moments. Uh, and you understand why. So I'll get into a little detail here. I don't want to call anyone out too much on this. Uh, And I've mentioned this before on the podcast. My father that I often talk about is not my biological father. Uh, And I've talked about this for the Father's Day episode and everything else. He's not my biological father. He's my father. We share a last name. He is my dad. He is my father. He is the one who raised me uh, really from like nine, eight to nine years old on. Um, Really, really 10, but... His, my mother and, and he had a long-distance relationship uh, for a while before he moved to California to really raise us. Um, so I knew him very well uh, from that point. My biological father, uh, Michael, was very abusive, extremely abusive uh, toward my mother, never toward me, um, for whatever reason that might have been. He never actually hit me, uh, but he was abusive toward my mother. And so my parents, my mother divorced Michael, my biological father. We'll, we'll just re- refer to him as Michael. That's how I've referred to him since I was a child uh, because he's not my father. Um, they got divorced. And we lived in Miami at the time when they got divorced. Uh, and, of course, it was joint custody. Now, my mother had the majority of the custody uh, simply because of the circumstances and everything else. Uh, but, but Michael did have visitation and everything else. And I was about, you know, this happened when I was like six, seven, maybe. Like, I think they got divorced when I was about six. My, my sister was around, and she's five years younger than me, so I, I was at least six. Um, 
And they had joint custody as we lived in Miami for a little while before we moved to California. Moved to California when I was almost eight years old. Uh, and so we're over at Michael's house, like for the weekend. It was like this every other weekend thing. And Michael, uh, he very much bought my love when I, when I was a kid. Very much tried to buy my love. In fact, I could really get him to buy me just about anything. And as a seven-year-old, like really everything because like what's the most expensive thing you want as a seven-year-old? So I'm at his house for the weekend. My sister, and my sister too, my sister Ray, also at his house. And I said to him, can we go out? I want to get a play gun, like a gun to play with. I want to play with, play with, you know, play guns. And I'd had play guns and everything else, squirt guns and stuff. And he said, nah, nah, I don't, I don't, we can't. Come on, come on, let's, let's go. And I'm pushing him because I, I knew how to work him. I really did. And he says, nah, you know what? I got something else. Pause on that for a second, wall fan. I got something else. So he goes off and he, he says, oh, come here. Brings me in the other, in the other room. And he pulls out a nine millimeter, which I vividly can see it in my head. I don't, in my mind, I don't know guns that well, but essentially what's looking like a Glock, like you'd see on television with a clip, you know, that goes in the bottom of the gun and shoots. Here's me at seven years old, seven year old Sean. And he tries to hand me his gun. He says, well, you can play with this. I looked at him and said, I can't play with that. He said, no, 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 it's not loaded or anything. And he tried to push the gun off on me and get me to play with the gun. Now at the time, I thought, well, he just didn't want to take me out to buy me a play gun, so he's trying to get me this, this, give me this gun to play with. But especially after reading this story about this guy in Indiana, this Eric Hummel, I got to thinking because Michael was very abusive. This, this, this part of it actually only came up a few years ago as I thought about it. Remember what I said? My sister, who was at the most like two years old at the time, was also there. Luckily, I was smart enough to know not to take that gun. And I hope to God it wasn't loaded. But there's that chance. This guy who was abusive, who knows what was going on in his head, especially at that time, might have been handing me a loaded gun and hoping that, or thinking at least, that I might kill myself, might kill my sister, his daughter. Think about that. Luckily, I was smart enough because I'd been taught that you don't play with a gun. You don't ever touch a gun. And I'd played with fake guns, squirt guns and everything else, play guns. A lot of that had happened. Trust me. I was asking him to get me a play toy gun. Thank God. Thank God. And as I said before I started telling you that, that is 100% unequivocally true. You could put me on a lie detector right now. You could put me on the stand right now. That happened. And talk about when I read this story today, the memories that that brought up. So teach your kids, wall fans. Teach your kids. They don't have to be afraid of guns. But teach your kids. And there's nothing, like I've said, there's nothing wrong with, with owning guns. You want to be a hunter? You want to go to a shooting range? It's not for me personally. But do it. But teach your kids to not even touch it. I talked a couple months ago about the kid in, uh, in the Midwest who shot himself. And his parents had no idea he had a gun in his room. And he was, he was spinning around on social media. Shot and killed himself. 
Be smart about it, wall fans. Teach your kids because hopefully they can do what I did as a helpless seven-year-old and not touch that gun. And even if that gun wasn't loaded, I still shouldn't have been playing with the damn thing. It's a real gun. It's a real gun. Still shouldn't have been playing with it. And as much as I didn't want to touch it, I did feel the weight of it as a seven-year-old. That was a real gun. He was not giving... It was a real gun. That really happened. This abusive guy who abused my mother for years. And it abused his other other son as well, who was much older than I. And his previous wife. Think about that. That's the world we live in. So, NRA, you want to have weird-ass videos? Keep it up. Because what we're going to do as wall fans, as burners, as free-thinking individuals in this country and in this world is we're going to fight you in the way that, best way that we know how. And that's with love and compassion. And you know what else? Common frickin' sense. Because that's what we do. That's what we do. That's what I do. That's what wall fans do. That's what burners do. That's what free-thinking individuals do in this world. And we're going to keep doing it, wall fans. We're going to keep doing it. Uh, Facebook Live, it's been real. I'll stick around for like two seconds at the end of this. People have been jumping on and off. Uh, but thanks for joining. Uh, as always, I really do appreciate all of you joining. Uh, I will tell you, I was so tired this week, but I had to come in and record. We had like a quadrupling of numbers last week. It just For some reason, we hit this crazy spike. So that's really all due to all of you sharing and talking about it and telling friends and everything else. So please continue to do that. Uh, and as always, I love you all and I appreciate you being here. Um, I really do. So don't forget, check us out, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Uh, also on Twitter, at tell the wall pod. Uh, follow my personal Twitter, at magic muppet, or just search on our work. Also check out the YouTube page. Just search go tell to the wall on YouTube. Um, and of course, you're listening to this podcast already, but if you don't know where to get it, uh, we are available on iTunes, on Google Play, on Podomatic. That is where we host the podcast, as well as really all of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, so again, thank you for listening. As always, as always, uh, I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This has been episode 23, 23 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. And remember, wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter why you do it, always, 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 always use common sense. <laughs>